If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Money Pit is brought to you by Pavestone, Generac, Gorilla Glue, The Home Depot, and Fujitsu. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are so happy to be here with you today to help you with your home improvement projects. We want to help solve any DIY dilemmas that you're facing. If there's a project on your to-do list that maybe you need a pro to help with, give us a call. We'll talk you through that. Or maybe you're just trying to make some decor decisions. That's all great stuff for us to talk about. Help yourself first by picking up the phone and calling us at one 888 Money Pit. Coming up on today's show, if you've noticed that the borders around your lawn, your driveway, your walks, your patios, maybe you're looking a bit frazzled. Well, there's a new brick product out in the market that can make that look super sharp in no time. The nice thing is that these are as easy to install as stacking blocks. We're going to have those details just ahead. And also ahead, is there one area of your home that seems hard to cool and even harder to heat? Well, a split ductless air conditioner might be the solution. We'll explain that in just a bit. And with a season change just ahead, do you know the one thing that can help you cut energy costs more than anything else? It's getting a home energy audit. We're going to have tips on a no-cost DIY version that's already helped over 9 million homeowners just ahead. Plus, if you call now at 888 Pit, you will get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a great prize to one caller drawn at random. We've got up for grabs the ring video doorbell pro and it's a prize worth 249 dollars yep it lets you see and speak with visitors at your door from anywhere using your smartphone your tablet or your computer with ring you are always home the ring video doorbell is available at the home depot but we've got one to give away this hour so call us right now and maybe that will be you the number is one eight 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 money pit that's going out to one caller drawn at random and eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four Judy in Virginia, you've got a painting question. How can we help you with that project? Uh, we are trying to put an epoxy on our basement floor, like we did on our garage floor. And we are having a very serious problem with this basement floor project because uh, we went through all the process of putting down the pretreatment that um, we get rid of any um, oils or solutions on the floor that bubbled up the way it was supposed to. Then we went in and we put down um, the epoxy as we were supposed to. And it came right back up. It Mm. turned to like a brown powder and then just came up. And so we got all that off, and then we went back in and put down a sealer and then came back with epoxy again. And it's doing the same exact thing. We had no problem with our garage floor, and it's a garage floor that was put down several years after the basement was done. And we were told that um, from some people who know the history of the house, that the 
basement or that the house was built in the winter months uh, back in the uh, mid 80s, and that they likely used calcium chloride to help the cement set up, and that it could be having an effect on this epoxy. We're using a very good quality, uh, a name brand. Uh, it's not a box store quality. It's a quality, quality product that we're using. Okay. Have you turned to the manufacturer to ask the question as to what might be going on? Well, we have um, asked, and the calcium chloride um, did come up as a possibility, but they don't really know what to do about that. So you did talk directly to the manufacturer, not the retailer, about this? The retailer actually talked with the manufacturer about it. I would go right to the manufacturer and, and, and speak with them directly about this. I don't like going through the middleman because, you know, not that I don't trust the retailer to do this. You can never be sure if they're actually talking to the right guy. And they could be talking to, a, you see, they could be talking to a field rep who thinks he knows the answer and maybe he doesn't. I mean, obviously something, the first thing that came to mind was moisture. Um, did the floor, was the floor thoroughly dried before you started this whole process? Yes, it was. Um, okay. We made certain it was very dry in there and used big box fans after we had scrubbed the floor real thoroughly. Um, the big box fans were used and the uh, doors were open to let the air circulate through, and it was very dry. Both times, the paint that you put down, was it from the same batch? No, different batches. I've never heard of an epoxy floor not adhering. So this is an unusual situation, and it's one that I would turn to the technical experts at the manufacturer. As you mentioned, it's a major major brand. They have, they have folks, chemists, that basically are standing by to take questions like this. Most of them do. If you have difficulty um, identifying the right people to talk to, if you email us to show at moneypit.com with the details, perhaps some photographs, uh, and the name of the manufacturer, I'm certain that we could click, quickly get through to the right person for you. There's a chemical reaction going on here that's causing this issue, and we've got to get to the bottom of it. Will do. All right. Thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIN. That's an unusual situation, and there's got to be a reaction going on between that floor. Yeah. You know, I've heard of instances where a previous homeowner maybe put like a water-based sealant or a water sealant on a concrete. and Or a silicone. Yeah. And I you was don't thinking about a silicone sealer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they put a silicone sealer down on the concrete, that, that could impact right. it as well. And then you might not know it's there. But I mean, that's what that's what the pre-treatment is supposed to deal with. You know, the idea of using the acid etch products that uh, all the epoxy floors come with the epoxy, they come with an acid etch. And it sounds like that's what Judy did. So let's hope she can get to the bottom of it. Jim in Pennsylvania's on the line with moisture. What's going on over at your money pit? Okay, I live in an old home that has a wraparound porch. The only wall that's exposed is that goes out to the end of the porch is our backyard. Um, my backyard slopes very gently downhill. It's been landscaped with several swales, and I never have standing water in my yard. I have no drainage that goes out the back or anything. Um, matter of fact, I've lived here for 30, 40 years, and I've never had water in my basement until five years ago when we had a tropical storm come up the coast, come inland, and dump almost 20 inches of rain right on us. But two years ago, I had the same thing happen. This one dumped about 10 inches of rain. Okay. okay. I water both times that I had to get out of there, out of my basement, which is finished. But anyhow... My walls, even during those storms, my exposed walls and other walls are completely dry, and the water is coming up through, it looks like, the backside starting towards the middle 
of the back wall through the floor. It, it must, I'm thinking it's groundwater. It's not. It's clearly not. And I know that with absolute certainty because it's tied in with uh, precipitation. Whenever you have heavy rain and you get any type of leakage, it's always drainage. It starts from the top, works its way down. It just happens to be showing up uh, under the floor. That can very easily happen because water can accumulate outside the foundation walls. Sometimes it, it goes into the walls and leaks through the walls. Sometimes it goes around the walls and pushes up through the floor. I've seen geysers show up in the middle of basement floors because somebody had a blocked gutter on the other side of the house. Water does strange things. But this is a drainage problem. That's all it is. So you need to, to look at your drainage very, very carefully. Now, you mentioned that you had a swale, and I hope that swale is still working for you. If that swale is not working just by the swale itself, you may have to install what's called a curtain drain at the bottom of that swale to collect the excess water and run it around your house and then dump it out to uh, a a place that's lower on, on the lot. The other basic things that you can look at, and the very easiest thing is to look at, is your gutters. You need to have at least one downspout for every 400 to 600 square feet of roof surface. And those downspouts need to be extended four to six feet from the house minimum, minimum, not just out a foot into a splash block, but four to six feet away. I say that because whenever you have a water problem, we've got to move that water away from that first four foot or so of soil at around, that's around the foundation perimeter. So gutters are really important. Downspout discharge is really important. And then finally, the slope of the soil at the foundation perimeter is, is important. But if you manage and maintain and improve the drainage conditions around the foundation perimeter, you won't have enough water to push up around those walls and into the floor. Okay, okay. So a sump pump pump wouldn't work? No, I mean, a sump pump will take the water out once it gets there, but it doesn't deal with with stopping it from getting there in the first place. Right. And by the way, putting a sump pump in doesn't do anything to improve the uh, structural integrity of the foundation because, again, that water has to go around that foundation to get to where the pump is. So deal with the drainage, keep that soil as dry as possible, and you'll make the whole thing go away. Okay, thank you. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can be part of the Home Improvement Fund, so give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'd love to hear what you're working on. We'd love to give you a hand. We want to make your projects easier. Whatever it is, let us help. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, Leslie, uh, when you were young, did you enjoy playing with blocks? Yeah, of course. Well, we've got tips on a new masonry product that can actually help create beautiful borders around your walks, your patios, and your gardens. And it's actually as easy to install as stacking those building blocks. You live in a body pit. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by for your calls at 888-MONEY-PIT. You'll get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, 
We're giving away a great prize. Unlike this, it's the Ring Video Doorbell. Have you seen this product? It lets you see and speak with visitors at your door from anywhere using your smartphone, your tablet, or your computer. The way it works is somebody walks up to the door, they push the button, and bam, you get a video image of them on your smartphone. You can choose to talk with them. You could choose to ignore them. Or if they look a little shady, you could call for help. The Ring Video Doorbell Pro comes equipped with an HD camera with night vision. It's got a built-in two-way speaker and smart motion detection. You just download the free Ring app and connect to Wi-Fi to start receiving alerts on your smart device whenever someone rings the doorbell or motion is detected. You can learn more at ring.com. The value is $249. It's going out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you. Ring our doorbell at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Now we've got Leonard in North Carolina on the line with a lighting question. How can we help you today? Yes, I have a hallway in my home that's totally dark, and I want to know what kind of options do you have available. So you don't have outlets in the home. You basically want to add some additional lighting. Yes. All right, so why don't you simply run an extra circuit to feed a ceiling fixture? That might be an option. I mean, it's it's not as hard as you might think. Um, electricians do this sort of thing all the time. They will look for the path of least resistance, both electrically and physically, to get the wiring where it needs to go and provide that additional lighting option. You don't necessarily need an outlet to do that. If you had an outlet, or even if you had an outlet, for example, on the opposite wall, say the, let's say the hallway is between, uh, the other side of the hallway is a bedroom, and there's an outlet on that same wall, they might go down that wall to grab power from that outlet, bring the wire up across the hallway, drop it back down again, and put in a ceiling fixture. Never thought about that. So I would, I would consider, yeah, I would consider just running a ceiling fixture and forget the idea of using any kind of plug-in device. You guys have been a big help. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you'd like to create a beautiful border around your walkway or your gardens, even your planting beds and tree rings, there's a great new masonry product that can help, and it makes it so easy. It's called the Rumblestone Edger, and it's a pavestone product that increases the possibilities for your backyard landscape. I mean, really, all you need is your imagination. Yep, the Rumblestone Edger makes decorative concrete edging around the lawn and garden area both attractive and functional. It's a quick and easy way to create order and organization around your yard or your garden. Yeah, you know what I like best is that the Pavestone Rumblestone Edger is really simple to install. I mean, basically, it's as easy as stacking blocks, and it makes your lawn look sharp while simplifying your mowing and all your trimming chores. You can use Rumblestone Edger as a border for walkways, for gardens, and plant beds. It's available at the Home Depot. You can learn more at pavestone.com. All right, now we're going over to Michigan, where Linda's on the line and wants to add on to a farmhouse. How can we help you with that? Well, I have about a 100-year-old farmhouse, and I the only bathroom is upstairs. It's a, a two-story farmhouse, and I want to age in place. Uh, so I want to add another bathroom downstairs, and also uh, I inherited a doll collection from my mother, and it's stored in all the storage and all the rooms, so I kind of want to bring it into one room and add another room for that and hobbies. Uh, people have been suggesting that I just, I'll just add a, break up one of the rooms in the house and just put a bathroom in any old place, but the rooms are really well proportioned. There's good cross ventilation. I, I don't want to have a mess. I want to have some style to the additions. So people have suggested that I go to either an architect or a drafter or interior designer. 
I don't know. I, I'm not sure what that process involves and how many I should go to. Or Well, I think that you hit the nail on the head, and that is to hire an architect, because essentially you want to make sure that whatever you do to this house flows and maintains its structural integrity as well as its design integrity. So an architect can help you do just that. Selecting where to put that bathroom will be you know, a, a balance of compromises, trying to decide where it fits best, best in the design, where the plumbing is now, what it would take to get to the plumbing where it needs to be to, for this particular bathroom, and then how best to design those rooms for your collections and, and that sort of thing. The, the architect can handle with the structure and the mechanical systems. Once that's done, then you can consider bringing in an interior designer to help lay it out, choose colors, choose furniture, and, and, and make it work for you visually. Well, and I think the other good thing about bringing in the architect is they may have an interior designer that they work with. You can bring in your own They'll be able to sort of work together to help you specify the right materials for the right areas. So it really is a strong partnership. I see. Now, do I bring, do I talk or consult with two architects and get their ideas or do I just go with one and and get the designs? What I would do is I would, I would bring in one or two or maybe three architects to see the property, tell them what you want to accomplish, find out how they work. You get a feel for them. Yeah, they get a feel for you, and then you make a decision based on that. I think you meet with somebody, you meet with two or three architects, as Tom suggested, just get a feel for them, because you're going to know if you want to work with them, you're going to know how well you communicate back and forth. You'll sort of spitball ideas, you know, there during that meeting and get a really good sense of how much they're understanding you, and whoever you feel the most comfortable with, I think, is is what's going to lead you to the right decision, and then you'll start drawings. Okay. Um, I did get... uh a card from someone he used him, but he's this person. But he was his card says he's a drafting and cons, drafting and uh, consultant. You don't want a drafter, okay? You want an architect. You just want an architect, a good quality architect. So focus on that first. You could take usually they'll have books that show some of their past projects. You can see what kind of work they do. You know, it's gonna be. You'll figure out through a process of elimination, which one you're most comfortable with, and that's the person that's going to get the job. But they're well worth the investment because they're going to make this process easy and they're going to be, you're going to be assured that it, that it comes out exactly as you, as you plan. You know, if you, bring in, if you go right to the contractor step, they're just going to squeeze this bathroom in wherever uh, they think it fits, and it's just, you're not going to be happy with it. So get the architect. They're well worth their investment. Okay, great. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Cody in Texas, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, ma'am. I was calling because I'm uh, having a problem with, with scorpions and bugs and stuff. And I was going to see if you could recommend an economical way to treat them both inside and out. You know, we've used commercial uh, businesses in the past to come in and spray. That's just not in the budget right now. And I've tried seven dust granules outside. And just wanted to see if you could recommend anything that would be good inside and out. Well, if you're concerned about spiders, there's a new product out called Miss Muffet's Revenge that's made by the Wet and Forget company that's inexpensive and can keep them out for a year. But I don't think that's going to uh, keep uh, the scorpions out. Okay. You know, one natural product that folks have reported good success with is boric acid. And boric acid can be applied a number of ways. You can sprinkle the powder, you can mix the powder with water and spray it. But you have to remember that it doesn't kill on contact. It essentially kind of messes with the skeleton system of the scorpion and causes them to die from dehydration. So it's more a preventative than it is sort of an immediate use, an immediate result product. Spray it around the foundation on the exterior of the home. Obviously, wouldn't want to spray that inside, or would it be okay to spray inside? Well, you could spray it inside as well. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty safe to spray inside and outside. 
Yeah, another natural oil that they just don't seem to like for whatever reason is cedar oil. So if you mix cedar oil with water and then spray that around your perimeter, or if you've got gaps or cracks, you know, in your foundation or on your interior, you can use that as well. They also don't like lavender. So if you plant some lavender around your foundation, they'll tend to stay away. Awesome. I appreciate the help, guys. Y'all have a great rest of the day. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Hey, do you have a room or maybe rooms in your home that are too hot or too cold? Well, a mini-split ductless HVAC system might be your magical answer. We're going to tell you more about it after this. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if your home is comfort challenged, you know, like with rooms that are too hot or too cold, you might want to rethink how you're conditioning those spaces and consider a type of technology called split ductless. That's right. Split ductless are ductless heating and cooling systems that allow you to control the temperature in individual rooms or spaces. And by doing so, you're not only customizing your home comfort, but you're saving significant energy by controlling temperatures in individual rooms rather than the entire house. Roy Kuchera is Senior Vice President with Fujitsu General America, and he joins us now with more on this technology. Welcome, Roy. Glad to be on the show. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about mini-split systems. Can you just explain how they differ from typical room air conditioning units and also from central? Window units tend to um, block your view in a room. They're noisy. They're unattractive. Uh, the central air systems are typically require more expensive intrusive ductwork in a home take longer to install. Uh, Mini-split technology enables us to install the outdoor unit, the noise-making component outside, and having a quiet indoor unit inside the space. Well, and I think it's interesting because of the technology, you're really allowed to condition a space that you might not otherwise be able to get any other sort of air conditioning to. Sure. Just through a three-inch hole uh, in the wall, we're able to run our copper tubing, uh, electrical, and drain lines, um, and enabling us to go places where ductwork cannot. Um, it's very good for conditioning spaces um, that are remote or additions in a home as well. And they are super quiet. In fact, I'll tell you right now that I actually have a Fujitsu in my recording studio, and we can have it running and record at the same time, which you certainly can't say about very many air conditioning systems. Now, I know that there are several different types of mini-split systems. How do you decide which is best, and what are some of the options? Well, we have um, a single-zone system for a spot cooling or spot heating addition. So if you have a sunroom or a, 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 a 
bonus room over the garage or an extension on the house, you may opt for a single-zone piece of equipment. If you're trying to condition a whole home or whole business, you could go with our multi-zone units that range up to eight indoor units to one outdoor condensed unit. Um, we provide both heating and cooling, so we go down to low temperature, as cold as minus 15 degrees outside, and still provide heating through um, our electric heat pumps. We offer wall mounts, floor mounts, ceiling mounted equipment, uh, concealed ducted units. So there's a wide variety of, of indoor units to choose from to meet the uh, particular application. You know, it's interesting. I feel like this whole theory or whole idea of a split ductless system, while Tom and I are both fans, I feel like the United States has been slower to catch on. Are you seeing that it's gaining popularity here in the States? Yeah, it is uh, one of the fastest growing segments in the HVAC business in the United States. Uh, when you look at countries like Asia and Europe, um, Asia is probably 90 plus percent um, ductless technology, and in Europe, 50, 60 percent. But in those countries, the cost of gasoline and fossil fuel has been really high. So people have uh, become rather frugal in the way that they manage their homes. When your parents, as a kid, told you when you leave the room, you turn the light off, well, mini-split technology, having a different temperature in each room, as you leave the room, you'll be able to set the temperature back or turn the unit off. Why condition spaces that you do not occupy? We're talking to Roy Kuchera. He's a senior vice president with Fujitsu General America about split ductless technology. Roy, I had a friend come to me the other day and ask me about heating system options. In this particular case, the second floor of this home uh, had never had heat, and the first floor was on a hot water system. And I suggested split ductless as an option. When you're looking at a scenario like that, and especially where you have, say, multiple rooms on the second floor of a home, does split ductless still make the most sense when you have, say, you know, three or four smaller rooms as opposed to one big space? Is it still economical compared to traditional heating systems? Well, you have a couple choices in that scenario. You can place a ducted unit in the attic space and feed uh, multiple rooms, or you could have the need for individual cooling. I mean, we have a indoor units to go down to as low as 7,000 BTUs, which would be very similar to what you would be uh, acquiring as a window unit. Um, Mini splits tend to be a little bit more expensive when it comes to the actual equipment purchase, but because the labor is significantly less than the ducted alternative, um, the systems turn out to be economical when you consider that they're somewhere between 30 and 50% energy savings compared to the central air alternative. Uh, ductless solution like ours has a variable speed compressor so that as individual rooms are turned off or not calling for a cooling, the compressor slows down to just eat or consume as much electric as needed to condition that space. I think it all comes down to lots of options that all deliver comfort and efficiency. Roy Kachera from Fujitsu General America, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. If you'd like to learn more about this technology, visit ConstantComfort.com. That's ConstantComfort.com, or you can reach Fujitsu at 888-888-3424. Thanks, Roy. Thank you. Well, mini-split systems sure are energy savers, but if you'd like to find even more places in your house to save energy, doing a home energy audit can help a lot. We've got some tips on a DIY version that's helped cut energy costs for millions of homeowners. Next. You live in a body pit. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? 
not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We want to help you with whatever it is that you are working on this weekend at your Money Pit or even planning to work on. And of course, we love to help you out by giving away some great prizes. And this hour to one lucky caller, we've got up for grabs the Ring Video Doorbell Pro. Now, this is pretty awesome because if you work a lot or you travel a lot, this will let you see and speak with whoever is at your door from anywhere. And I mean anywhere in the world. All you have to have is your smartphone, your tablet, or a computer. And it has some really cool features like a crystal clear 1080p high def video. So you're really going to see who's at the door. It's got advanced motion detection and two-way talk. So you can talk to this person at your door, but they can't see that you're on the beach somewhere on vacation. I mean, it really is a win-win situation. It comes with four interchangeable faceplates, so you're going to have a great match for your home, whatever your architectural style. Plus, it's got a weather-resistant design, so no worries about rain or sleet or snow or heat. If you want to check it out, head on over to ring.com. It's a prize worth $249, but it's going out to one lucky caller for free. The number again is one eight 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 money bit 888-666-3974. Sean in Texas, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I have black, I'm like peeling stick tile, but it's real thick. It's real thick and it's real brittle, and it's on a concrete floor, and I cannot get it up. I've tried a scraper and uh, everything, a chisel and a hammer. And I didn't know if there was an easy way to get it off. Why are you trying to get it off the concrete floor? Can I ask what the finished floor is going to be? I have no idea, but this tile is pitch black and my entire house is cedar on the inside. Okay, because it may not be worth the aggravation of getting it off. What you might want to do is to put another floor over that. For example, laminate floor is beautiful. It comes in hundreds, hundreds of different uh, patterns. And some of the patterns can look like tile or stone or marble. And a lot of the patterns can look like hardwood. And it's a floating floor and it can lay right on top of that old nasty looking black tile. And, you know, you might just be better off doing that. I don't see what you're going to gain from taking that tile off. You're right. The, the adhesives are very, very hard to release because they get embedded in the concrete. You'll end up with a rough, nasty surface. Even if you were to get it off, I don't know what you would do with it. So if it was my house, I would leave it alone and put a new floor right on top of it. See, and we have, we have put a, a floating uh, the, the floating floor in the living room. And I asked my wife if she wanted it in the kitchen, and she said, no, she wanted me to take up the old tile. Okay, so I'm all about happy wife, happy life. Uh, <laughs> so, I, so I said, yeah, no problem. I, I know just the person to call. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell her that we uh, gave you some good advice, which is that you should really think about a floating floor in the kitchen as well and take a look at the laminate. Or, you know what, if she doesn't like the laminate, there's another thing you could do, and that's called engineered hardwood. 
So engineered hardwood is suitable for a kitchen because the way it's built is instead of being sort of solid hardwood, it's kind of like plywood and then it's made of different layers. But from the top surface, it looks just like a solid board of oak or maple or whatever kind you, you know you choose. And that's another way you could have a real wood floor in that kitchen be absolutely be- uh, beautiful. Just make sure that you pay attention to the durability ratings on it. I would probably go for one that's rated commercial just because the kitchen is going to take so much punishment. But you don't have to worry about spills and things like that because it's engineered. It's never going to swell up on you. Okay, what about the... uh, She has brought up the idea of ceramic tile. Can I put that over, maybe? You possibly could have used the right adhesive, and if that uh, existing tile is really adhered well to the old concrete floor, you could potentially go right on top of that with a ceramic tile. But remember, it's going to be pretty cold, and and you know that's why the the wood floor or the uh, laminate floor, which could, by the way, look like ceramic tile, um, would be a much more warmer warmer kind of feel underfoot. Awesome! Thank you so very much. You're welcome, Sean. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, sometimes we take on a remodeling project that we think will save us money, but we might not get it exactly right. Like, for example, if you're trying to decide maybe whether you should add insulation or upgrade your windows, which is going to give you the best return on investment? Well, the answer is it depends because there are lots of factors that could relate to those energy costs. Yeah, and that's why really the best way to determine which projects to do first is to do a home energy audit. Now, while there are professional home energy auditors out there that can do the job for you, you can actually conduct your own simple but diligent walkthrough, and you'll be able to spot many problems in pretty much any type of home. Yep, and while a do-it-yourself home energy audit might not be as thorough as a professional home energy assessment, it can definitely help you pinpoint some of the areas that are easier to address. To help now, there's a great online tool that's actually created by the Department of Energy, and it's called the Home Energy Saver. It's already helped over 9 million people do their own home energy audit. It's free. It's online. Just search homeenergysaver.com. And what happens is you put in your zip code and then you start filling in the blanks as it walks you around your house and asks you questions about your home. And it's really looking for the easy to improve areas where you can really save some money. So why not give it a try? You know, spend an hour on a Saturday afternoon, use the Home Energy Saver tool and see what you find out. You may very well be surprised at what you find and how easy it is to start saving money in your home. 888-666-3974 will help you if you give us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit. Stephen in Arkansas, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I've got this porch. It's got really, really old wood. I guess it's about 15, 20 years old anyway. I cut it up to make a long, shorter porch. And I uh, weather protected it about two years ago with Thompson water seal, which it did a job. It just turned pretty-looking wood into ugly wood. And I water-treated it. Now i got my wood back, and I want to treat it again, but I don't want it to go ugly on me. <laughs> you don't want it to go ugly on you, huh? Right. Yeah. Well, what's the, what kind of wood is the floor, Stephen? I'm pretty sure it's pine. Pine. Okay. So what, what I would recommend you do is apply a solid stain to that floor. Because a solid color stain is going to have enough pigment in it where you'll see the grain come through it, but it's not going to wear off and go ugly on you, as you say. Solid color staining is what we use on decks. It's also what we use on porch floors. It's not like paint. It's, it's stained, but it, it, but it uh, is going to show that green. Okay. Do I, do I don't need to water seal it after that? You do not. It's all, it's all built in. 
All right, so look for solid color wood stain, uh, and and that'll do it. Oh man, I appreciate that because I was I was dreading it, you know, because I mean it, it's just pretty to look at. I, I mean, it's got nice, good textured wood, you know, and 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 I just remember what happened. I said, man, I just don't want to do that again, you know. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work just to use the sealer and stop right there because what happens is the UV radiation from the sun gets to it, it breaks down the wood fibers, and it starts to gray out on you. So if you use a solid color stain, and you can go right on top of what's there now. Just make sure it's clean. Uh, you'll be good to go. Yeah, we just got through uh, pressure washing it. That's what got all the, uh, the top of water still up. Yeah, just make sure it, it dries thoroughly before you stain it, okay? Hey, man, I appreciate you. And I listen to y'all all the time. Y'all are great. All right. Thank you so much. Good luck with that project. Hey, are you planning an end-of-summer party? Well, you can light up the night with tiki torches if you know how to do it safely. We're going to share some tips just ahead. You live in a body pit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by for your calls at 888 Pit. You can also post your question to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Pit. We've got one here from Melinda in Utah. Yeah, Melinda writes, is there a general rule of thumb for how tall a bookshelf or piece of furniture needs to be before it should be anchored to the wall? I don't know if there's an actual height rule. I kind of go by like my waist height. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, if your kids are small, then that even waist height can be pretty damaging. I don't think you can go wrong, Melinda, by securing um, any piece of furniture like that to the wall. The thing about bookshelves and, and even like um, stands for TVs and things like that is they're generally pretty uh, narrow in the sector. They're not, they're not very deep, so they can tip over, especially when kids start to climb and pull on them. So I do think it's always a good idea to have them tied into the wall when you have young children. Now, there's a couple of ways to do that. Sometimes when you buy new furniture, it comes with kind of like a webbing or a strap that attaches to the top of the furniture, and then you can screw that into the wall. But what's really important is where you attach it to the wall. You can't just screw it into paneling or drywall. you got to make sure you're finding a stud behind that wall covering so that you have good security on that. Because remember, when that bookshelf, for example, gets really heavy with books, if you just screw it into the drywall, that screw is just going to pull right out. So how do you figure out? Well, there's a couple of ways to do that. The easy way to do it is with something called a stud finder, where you actually run a tool against the wall and it'll show you where the wood is behind it. But if you don't have one, you can just knock on the wall. Sometimes when you knock on the wall, when you come across the stud, you hear a different sound. It's harder. It doesn't have as much bounce to it. And that's how I always, after all these years of doing it, can tell there's a stud. And once you find one, there's going to be another one 16 inches from there and 16 inches from there so you can pretty much get get close that way all right good point tom but you know what i think is funny is that every time you get one of those supports or that that 
kit in any type of furniture, it always comes with these dinky little plastic anchors. Yeah. I mean, do they work for the most part, or should you just always try to find the stud and skip that anchor itself? I would always find the stud. I would get a really long screw, like around a two and a half inch uh, screw, and I would drive that through the drywall into the stud to be absolutely sure it was secure. I would not use anything that has like a plastic anchor because it's just not going to hold up. Yeah. And you know, Tom, I mean, really, we're talking safety here, guys. So once these pieces of furniture, should it start to fall over, they really gain momentum. And you know what? It could seriously hurt your kids or you. So you got to use the anchor system. It just makes sense. Well, are you planning an end of summer backyard blowout? You can light up the night with tiki torches. And Leslie has tips on how to do this safely in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, if you want to set a mood, create ambiance, you know, you can do it with some dramatic lighting in your backyard. And you can do this by picking up oil-burning torches. You'll find them pretty much at any store this time of year that sells any kind of outdoor equipment. And the best part is instead of using the traditional oil, you can use a citronella oil, which will help to keep the bugs away. Of course, anytime we're talking about an open flame, you have to practice fire safety. You want to make sure that you've got a bucket of water or a hose close by. When you snuff out the flame, you want to make sure that the torches are in a fireproof place. Also, you want to be sure to check saferproducts.gov to make sure that the torch you've selected is actually considered safe and, you know, doesn't have a recall or anything like it. If you really want to be super safe, LED technology really has brought us a wide array of very safe battery and even solar-powered torches. Now, some of these will turn on automatically at dusk, and they even can flicker like a real flame, which really makes it possible to light up the night without throwing caution to the wind. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the program, if you're looking for a great lawn but you just don't have the time to watch the grass grow, laying sod is the best way to get a great lawn going fast. And fall is the perfect time to start that project. We'll have all the details you need on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.